You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast that today is not about the uh, cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra at all. In fact, you're actually getting an opportunity to tune in for an episode of The Mulligan. I am here with my legendary and ever-faithful co-host, Dead Broke Nerd, and the eternally optimistic and catastrophically creative Gibbles and Bits tonight. And uh, and we just had a little sort of like impromptu podcast meeting. Uh, Legends of Runeterra, like Arcane just came out. We're waiting for the big PvE expansion that's just around the corner. Uh, and with all of that, there's a bit of a lull in, in content and release stuff. And so what we decided to do is just have a week where we just sort of kick back, kick back, hang out, uh, and talk about the games that we're playing. Because as we all know, most people who play Runeterra are also playing something else. Uh, they're playing something else as well. And maybe something that sort of have, has caught our interest recently would also catch yours. And so we thought we would just spend a week hanging out uh, and, uh, and kicking back and talking about card games that we are, we're enjoying. But uh, man, guys, how how you guys doing tonight? DBN, how you doing, my man? Uh, doing good, doing good. The only regret I have with uh, with you doing the intro is that I don't get to call you your your full title, which is super responsible and long suffering co-host, uh, Mark. So now that's I've said it, true. and that's my favorite part of the whole thing. Uh, the rest of it, you are more than welcome to handle. But now that I've called you super responsible and long-suffering, I'm feeling really, really good. Good. Yeah, well, if you guys have not listened to The Mulligan before, it's because you're not a patron. But over on Patreon, we've released a handful of episodes called The Mulligan, um, which has been previously a Patreon exclusive. We're releasing this one to everybody and might release a few more over the next uh, over the next couple of months. Uh, just for anybody to enjoy as we talk about um, general gaming and, and anything that sort of sort of uh, l lights up for us, uh, things that we want to talk about. But over there, typically the intro has been led by DBN, so I have eternally betrayed him, um, mm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and, now, and now he hates me. I stole his spotlight, guys. Yes, yes. Uh, if you can't tell, yeah. this is just I'm, <laughs> I'm in full. I, I'm, I'm unreconcilable. Uh, it, this is just this a disaster. Inconsolable. <laughs> that too. Yes. We. There's no way yeah. that Mark and I will ever be friends again. <laughs> I didn't over. realize how fun doing the intro was until you both were gone last week mm -hmm. and I was alone to the new sheriff in town to lead the intro. And to my credit, I hit it on the first shot, which nice. I was I was Very not good. confident was going to happen, but I had the grumble to it. I did check out. Her. I did check it out, and the grumble was on point. I think it gave uh, it gave Mark a run for his money in terms of um, you know being able to understand what was being said. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I gave him a run for his money, but I definitely felt like I I did him him justice in the in his absence. Um, you channeled it I, well, man. I understand why you guys fight over the intro. And <laughs> might I say, this is my first Mulligan episode. So there's there's a new, uh, a, a, an excitement renewed in being now my first Mulligan episode. So let's talk about things that are not LOR. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're we decided to just hang out, like I said, and and chat a little bit, give you guys a taste of because all three of us are gamers in in many ways, right? Like we are all are tabletop gamers. We're all RPG players. We all play other video games outside of LOR and card games. And so we also love talking about those things. And uh, and it is really great to be able to have Gibby. And I must say, Gibby, you and Formula and Jeff, uh, if you guys didn't know, both DBN and I were traveling last week. If you didn't listen to the episode, go back and listen to it. But it was uh, it was Gibby with Jeff and Formula 408, who are the hosts of the Off Meta Report, who came on the show last week. And uh, I have to say, from the editor's standpoint, I didn't even really have to edit much. You guys did a really great job. Goal achieved. Goal achieved. You know, they, yeah, we didn't have any stoppages, which was good. Audio quality felt great. Uh, Riverside helps a lot. We loved we loved doing it on Riverside versus the... Jeff and I have the same issue where, for whatever reason, our Discord hates us. And every so often, ten, anywhere between 5 to 20 minutes, it will just randomly kick us off and rejoin us to whatever meeting we're a part of. So um, we didn't have that issue because we weren't in Discord. So everything went smoothly. They were very impressed with the tool and they were like, how do I get a part of this? How much do you have to pay for this? So they were were like, we should have been using this all along. Uh, They should have just like get my account information and don't record at the same time that we are and you're good to go. Yep. <laughs> you get it. You could have just, they could, they could use it anytime they want. I'll have to message them and let them know. Um, ironically, I do think they record on Mondays at the exact same time we do. Ironically, then they can't use it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you know what, this wasn't in the plan, but I am curious, have either of you guys had an opportunity to watch uh, like the first episode or first three episodes of arcane yet? Am I the no, only one? I have not, but I really, really want to. I don't yeah. have Netflix. Uh, see, I don't have Netflix, yeah. but I did watch. So uh, in Discord, Jeff planned an event where um, we all watched the first episode together on Twitch because it was part of Twitch's premiere um, for the show. And we talked. So I hung out with three members of the community, uh, Jonathan C. and Fox and Gray Fox, maybe. I can't remember Gray their Fox, names. Yeah. yeah, Gray Fox and Jeff and I hung out. And it was really good. We won't talk about it because I don't want to like throw spoilers and, and all that stuff out there. But what we are going to do tonight, guys, we're just going to talk about the games that we have been playing and the games that we've been interested in that aren't LOR this week. And uh, I'm going to kick things over to DBN first. And you can kind of share with us what you've been playing, why you've been playing it, and and why other people should be playing it too. You know, man, like why why should I be checking it out? Secretly, I've already beaten this game and it's amazing, but... Yeah, so um, this all started when uh, Mark was uh, streaming um, Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. And I said, dang, that looks like a lot of fun. I love me some D&D action. I love me a good fantasy RPG. Um, sweet, I'm going to get it. So I downloaded, I bought it, I downloaded uh, uh, BG3. Um, and then my, uh, graphics driver wasn't up to date and it couldn't run. So I oh, said, all right, bummer, bro. You know what? That is, that's, it's annoying, but you know what? Let me, let me just update my, my drivers. No problem. Right. Go to update my drivers and I have an undetectable firewall blocking it. Okay. Time you to go purge my, update. yeah, that's literally fine. time, time to go purge my, um, my old uh, malware software from my computer deep deep in the bowels of my applications uh, mm. and, and figure out which one it is because I've used different ones at different points like an idiot 
and certain features were stopping me from uh, from downloading or some computer techno jargon, whatever. This isn't Star Trek. Bottom line is I finally get it figured out. <laughs> I update I update my drivers. This indeed is not Star Trek for the record. He's looking at his, his kid's computer. He's like, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> update my drivers, get to the end of all that rigmarole, and not only does Bowder's Gate run at a snail's pace on my computer for now I don't know why, but my computer will no longer recognize my second monitor. Like ever again? It, it will only clone it. It will not recognize it to extend the screen. Baldur's so Gate I'm actually computer, looking dude. at, I'm actually looking at two of you, two of each of you. I mean, Listen, I'm not complaining, all right? You know, normally I have to pay double uh, for that yeah, kind of action. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, no, uh, so I was just not only pissed off at, at my computer, but also disappointed that I couldn't play this fantasy RPG. So what did I do? I looked at my shelf of old PlayStation games, and instead of picking up Witcher 3, which I haven't actually played, I picked up Dragon Age Inquisition, which I have played, but is significantly... Uh, I don't know. I'm just more invested in in Dragon Age as a world state. Um, so uh, booted up Dragon Age, uh, and uh, I've been loving it. So, so for context, it came out in 2014. Inquisition. I actually played Dragon Age Origins. Um, on, on Steam, you can get it stupid cheap. That was before Inquisition, right? Yeah, there, there was literally yeah. the first, it was Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age Two, Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. I actually haven't played Dragon Age 2, but I think that that's generally considered to be the lesser of the games in the series. But Dragon Age Origins is a uh, storytelling masterpiece, but I'll tell you what, the graphics, you know, they don't hold up <clears throat> great. Um, and uh, and so I, I booted up Inquisition because I had bought it on release, pre-ordered that, and, uh, and A, loved it because it's great, and I love Bioware RPG games. It's a lot of fun doing all the conversation pieces and stuff like that but um never beat it got like i'd say you know three quarters of the way through and then something else caught my eye and i'd never finished it so now i'm doing as complete of a playthrough including the dlcs as i can and really just trying to explore all the areas and there, i didn't realize how many regions i never explored because they weren't necessary to advance the storyline um, or, or maybe I would just jump in, do the quest and leave and not explore some of the really cool things that, uh, that are out there. So I'm playing with, uh, my inquisitor as a, is an elvish, a Dalish elf, uh, who is, uh, a, a double dagger rogue, which I'm really enjoying because I'm not just button mashing, but I'm like stealthing around and assassinating things and like layering my, my abilities in a really cool way. So, um, it's a great game. Um, and the graphics hold up pretty decently minus some of the like mouth animations aren't as crisp as like what is current. <laughs> sure. Um, but, but otherwise it, it, it's an excellent, excellent game. And, and I do encourage you if you have a lot of hours to drop into an RPG game like that or Witcher or something like that, if you haven't touched Dragon Age Inquisition yet, it is a fascinating like world building experience. Like there's just so much depth to, and consistency to the universe, which I really appreciate. There needs to be a an award 
during like gaming like award shows for best mouth animations. <laughs> that should be like a that should be a category. Well, yeah, I can tell you this: real. Baldur's Gate Three isn't winning that. It because, ain't it. Yeah, it's hot trash. But it's in, <laughs> it's in like beta or whatever, right? Like you, you it's can in get um, early, early release. Yeah, yeah, early release. And I have been playing through it. It is, it is actually fun. But uh, the glitches and the graphics <laughs> and like every time someone's trying to hold something, it's through the center of their hand and then directly through their face or something. <laughs> so it's, like, really, like, it's really funny whenever it like swings out to give a wide camera angle, but the wide camera angle goes behind like a rock wall and then all you see is the backside of a rock wall and oh, you don't get any access. of the cinematic at all. So, uh, so you are having a genuinely better graphical experience in Inquisition than I am having in Baldur's Gate Three. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely think that that's, uh, that's the case. It's a great game. Um, Inquisition's definitely. fantastic. I played through it, and I cannot remember. I think I played more of like a warrior type, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know anything about the Inquisition games or the Dragon Age games. I knew nothing about them, mm. and I played it right after it came out as well. And I've never revisited. It. But I do remember the combat is just, it's very much, I don't know, it's just really good. Like, it's just. It, it's, it, it has a balance of you can not only have it, like, in real time, like, where it kind of flows and you use your abilities on cooldown and stuff like that. And you have party members. You have up to three other party members who are using their abilities, which you level and kind of pick out and, and do, do the skill trees. But you can also do that classic sort of, like, uh, KOTOR, like, pause the action choose for them to target their abilities or to re like move reposition them if the ai does something funky and you're like why are you standing over there mr mage like why are you dorian stop standing next to the giant behemoth like you're a mage get to the back like you can you can still like like do that and, and, and control yeah and control the battlefield and then jump back into the action and keep stabbing things with knives as is my case um so 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 what do you do which one do you prefer like which form of combat in that game because there is the like oh so my each person yeah so my original inquisitor so the first time i played was a mage um and i uh i played a lot of of that character i mean that's the one that's almost that i almost beat the game with um but i when i was i was like let me start a fresh playthrough so i was like okay i i did a mage before and mages are really fun and you but but you you know you kind of watch from the back as your your mm-hmm. warriors kind of run up and and like you, you don't feel threatened very often unless your warriors just die for some reason um so i was like i want to play some frontline i did play around a little bit with like i i did last time i played i liked controlling the the big two-handed berserker guy iron bull um, he's the character that that kind of by default is a is a two handed wielder, and it's really really fun. I will say, you know, it's both challenging to be uh, a melee combatant because like, you know, enemies will like swing in an arc, and you're like, oh, I'm like kind of on the side of them, but I still get hit by a crap. And especially if you're a rogue, you're pretty squishy. So it's like a lot of I, I've kind of actually done like the the respecking a couple times where I realize like, okay, this build is like not working. I'm not pumping enough damage out or then I'm doing a ton of damage, but I have no way to get out and I keep getting squished by big things, right? And yeah, so it's yeah. like, I, you know, it, it's a, created a, what is almost necessary for me to enjoy video games at this point, which is a a mechanical challenge to try mm-hmm. to master the mechanics. Yeah, um, it's like a and, puzzle. It's, it's a bit yes. like, you feel like when you're playing that game that you're, you're really playing out. It feels very strategic. It feels like a puzzle. Yes. And I think that is maybe the most engaging part of it is that the mm-hmm. combat 
every combat that you're in feels unique and enjoyable. Like they did a really good job yeah, in that game. Of, they did. Of it's not samey. A lot of games like this, the combat gets samey, right? Mm -hmm. I use the same mm -hmm. abilities. I do the same things. It's like rinse and repeat. I'm doing the same combat again. Final Fantasy falls for that a lot. Yeah. This game, because of the way they involve terrain and everything, I just remember the combat. Like, I was never disappointed when I fought something. Yeah, and there is a lot to love in there. There's a lot of like passive abilities that are like like there's for archers. There's like a terrain advantage. Like depending on how high or up you are, you get an increase to damage. And it's just like you you don't have to skill that passive, but you can. And if so, then all of a sudden you start thinking about terrain height, right? Things like that are are very very interesting. The last thing I'll say about this because I want to talk about other things. Let you guys, I want to hear what you guys have to say uh, for what you've been playing. But the last thing I'll say is uh, what you're missing by not playing the older games, Mark is mm -hmm. the idea that you actually can pre when you start a new like a save you can mm -hmm. like you can load up a custom world state based on the decisions you made in the past game oh, so cool. and it changes a ton of different things so like i actually have like my my world state that's gone across the different dragon age games my world state like is pretty different from what is considered to be like the standard lore like, this is what happened in the lore and, uh, you know, going forward from a story perspective for, like, the comics and stuff that are incorporated. Like, there is a, just like in Mass Effect, I'm not sure if you if you got into Mass Effect, but, like, there is a, no. there's, everybody has their things that Shepard did. It's another Bioware game, same gimmick, you know, but then there's the one that's, like, the storybook one. Like, okay, but, but here's what the devs say happened. Right. Mm -hmm. If you accept, but you load the custom world state and a ton of different things change. Some of the, some characters may not be available. Some other ones might be, and, and they have different opinions on things. So it's, it's really cool. I, I, I really appreciate that about it. And that's what I'm excited for Dragon Age 4 is to load my custom Inquisitor state that I'm doing right now. Oh, sweet. Cool. But, uh, but very Gibby, cool. your turn, buddy. What you been playing? So similar to you, I'm going to talk about a throwback. I've been playing a couple different stuff, but uh, some new games, some old games. I actually picked up the the new Hot Wheels game for PS4 um, <laughs> just because I like racing games. Mm -hmm. um, really? And I was looking a Hot at... Wheels game? Oh, yeah. They yeah, I saw it's, an it's, ad it's for a, it. It's a pretty new one. I uh, yeah. dropped it maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, it's got some. Its graphics are fantastic. The actual mechanics of the driving is really unique and, and actually pretty difficult, which is, I think, a great aspect of it. But the the cars themselves are they've got some of the classic cars. Some of the I used to collect Hot Wheels. Some of the old classics of the models that you could have. They've thrown some new kind of pop culture models in there. You can customize. You can other people can customize cars online or like on their computer or even in game, and you can use their customizations for free, just like their designs and stuff, which is really cool. Um, so it's basically like free skins. Um, That's cool. So I, so I like that. So I've been playing that. I've been playing Pokemon Unite. But what I want to talk about is I have been going back. I had to get uh, some, had to get kind of the setup right. So I'm having moved to Delaware and things being packed in boxes for so long, I had to unpack some of my old systems. Mm. And I had to find a place in the house that my wife would allow me to play like my old game systems. So I had to pull out my N64 because I've been one I had had an itch for a while to want to play my N64. I personally believe the N64 is the greatest game system of all time. Um lies. Best no, controller. Lies. <laughs> the controller is awesome. PlayStation it, 2, the best I, collection I of games. I respect the play I respect the PlayStation 2, but widest library. 
personally, I think the the N64 game library is is second to none, but that's just my opinion. So the games, I've been pulling out a couple of my old games, and there is a a series that like you you know how you have that nostalgia of some old games and you go back and play them or like a movie and it sometimes it just doesn't hold up but you you have that kind of still warm feeling for it in your heart because of what it meant to you when you were younger sure there is a series in on for the N64 that has held up across time and I went back and played it and it's just as great as the day I played it the first time when I was like 6 years old Mario is banjo uh, that would do it. That's, that's, I mean, it's a platformer that people are still trying to like cheat code and, and, and do all that stuff for. But for me, it's Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. It, to me, is one of the best early open world um, exploration games and like storyline games that has, has been made. Um, it's also the Banjo-Kazooie being, there's a, there's a very vast, very stark increase in difficulty and variety and um, complexity to mm. the the second iteration being Banjo Tooie, both still for N sixty four. Banjo Kazooie came out in nineteen ninety eight. Banjo Tooie came out in two, the year two thousand. But Banjo Kazooie is maybe one of the only games, and it's a rather long game. But it's one of the only games that I can go through from memory, and I can one hundred percent just from memory. Wow. So it is, it's kind of crazy that I can do that with such a longer or complicated game because there is so many things to collect, so many intricacies to some of the world things. And what makes it that game challenging is so the whole premise is that you are Banjo, the bear, and Kazooie is your little big old birdie that's in your backpack. And you're living your happy little life in your happy little house with your little sister Tootie. And some big old fat ugly witch is like jealous that Tootie is pretty, so steals her. Of course, and wants classic to, witch and princess scenario, you know? Right, and wants to suck the pretty out of Tootie via one of her little machines that she's made as a witch. So you are Banjo trying to go into her like spiral mountain like layer, and you have to go through all of these worlds to get to her like the top of the tower and fight Gruntilda, the witch, and win your sister back. Um, and the card thing about this game is anytime you are in a level, you're supposed to not only be collecting these puzzle pieces, which are essentially almost like the equivalent of like stars in Mario. Um, and like, uh, what is it? Coins? You'd collect coins and stuff like that yeah, in Mario. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Sonic, you'd collect Mario music notes. Yeah. Right, you collect music notes. There's a hundred music notes in each level in Banjo-Kazooie. The only problem is when you are playing Banjo-Kazooie in each of the levels, if you leave the level on purpose to like exit and go back out to like the, the main world and explore like the, the, her layer. Or if you die inside one of the worlds, it resets your, your music note count and you lose like, that's your high score for your music note count. So if you collected 70 of them and die, all of the music notes go back into their original locations and you have to like reopen all of the new areas in a world to go recollect the notes that you already collected. So you really have to know what you're doing and be careful if you want 100% it. Hmm. So I've been trying to go back and 100% it faster than I have previously. My previous record was like 10 hours and 30 minutes to 100% the entire game. I did it recently. Maybe I think I finished it this week. 
but I, I started last week just periodically playing every now and then. I finished it in seven hours and in like 45 Let's minutes. Let's go, bro. So like I obliterated Speed my Speedrun streams win. Yeah, right. Dude. So like I haven't played the game in years. So to be able to not only kill my time but still be able to 100% it was, was, super, was super satisfying for me. Now I know I couldn't do that on Banjo-Tooie because like I said, the increase in like difficulty of that game is, 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 in, is in insane. You like almost need the book, like the guidebook to be able to get through it because there's so many hidden things in there. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. do want to go back and play that game and like use the guidebook. Would, would but, you, um, would you like to know the world record for the fastest hundred percent time on Banjo Kazooie? Oh, tell me. I just looked it up. Yeah. I want to know. Uh, real time, one hour and fifty six minutes and thirty two seconds. Oh my god! One hundred percented it. Hundred percent in a little under two hours. That is nuts. I don't even understand how you could do that. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be like some some like fast routes or le- some you know, like LL, level some LR LR. Yeah, LLARB. Backspace, backspace, glitch to the other side of the map. Kind yeah, of yeah, sure, probably, sure. yeah, probably Man. utilizing glitches. I mean, I don't know. There, there's not a uh, a uh, version of this. What is FFM? Because there's an FFM and a no FFM, but either way, the, F, the no FFM is two hours and 29 seconds. So it's like close one way or the other. You're shaving off a couple minutes. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what FFM versus no FFM are. It's, pro- it's probably something like a glitch or like a, a yeah, referral yeah, for yeah, like yeah. people who actively speedrun that game, right? Because probably the word frame have their is own one of the Fs. They're crazy. Mm. Yeah, something frame rate maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Either way, um, uh, you know what? I mean, you you had a pretty massive uh, improvement though from ten hours to seven hours. If you continue at that rate of shaving off three hours every time, <laughs> two speedruns, you'll be the time. champion. <laughs> I'll be able to snap my fingers and be able to have a world record. Beautiful. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, man, exploring a game older than 2014 really taking us back. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I tell you about the game I've been playing? Please no. do. Oh, man. Oh, I've been, playing, I've been playing a couple of games. I honestly would I would love to just talk about painting miniatures because that's what I've been into recently. <laughs> um, I've been I've been painting uh, my Star Wars Legion army, and that it's been like it, it's actually been really fun. I just painted an entire uh, Mandalorian unit, uh, which was nice. which was a lot of fun. Um, it can be therapeutic cool. painting minis. It is sometimes it can be stressful too because I'm trying to finish my army between like. I want to play for the first time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I've owned this army for like two years and I've never played the game. Um, and so, like, but I have a lot of painting has to happen between here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Mark's been so, painting nothing but minis of Jar Jar Binks. Oh, uh, <laughs> luckily that guy's not in the game. Uh, you don't Fantasy have a Gungan does... army. Where's no. your Gungan army? <laughs> no, there's not oh, a commander. Army. A army. Here's an army that immediately loses. <laughs> um, you have a shield generator, but once this goes down, everyone's a coward. Everybody uh, just runs away, yes. <laughs> yeah, here's a whole group of people with slingshots. Um, so uh, so anyway, I was, uh, but I, I went to Florida last week, and uh, I was like, I really want to play something. And I was like, I wanted to play TFT, but the new set had not come out. I was going to play LOR, but the new, like, I, did, I, I was going to have internet on the plane, right? I didn't want to use up all my data. 
And so I was like, what can I play? I opened up the app store and it's like, I just download like a, a game that I can play offline. And uh, I was looking for a board game. But what came up was Slay the Spire. So Slay the Spire, which was a card game. It's a roguelike card game, um, which basically says like you you start off. It's a deck builder. So you start off with like 10 cards or something like that. You draw five and then you you play them. There's just like attacks and defenses. And uh, and every time you beat a monster, um, you go up a level. And when you go up a level, um, you get uh, you level up and you get new cards in your deck. Very, very similar to like Saltwater Scourge only a little bit more intense. And you start off with like one character and then you can unlock three others. You start off with like a warrior, you can unlock a rogue and a mage and a monk. And uh, and there's three levels and you can collect new cards, pillage cards from your deck, like get rid of cards from your deck, um, which is pretty important in the game actually. Uh, more important than it is in other games uh, or LOR's version of this anyway. And then you're trying to beat the three bosses at the three different levels. And every time you beat a boss, you full heal you get your deck of cards and you you continue and then as you play each boss that you defeat gives you relics and these relics give you special powers very similar to LOR right where in Saltwater Scourge you would like occasionally unlock like a special power that basically you get you know uh plus 2 plus 2 on all your one drops or whatever uh but you would get like things that would heal you but you're basically just playing like attacks and defense um but you can like do different build paths with each character and as you play through with a character, it unlocks new cards that you could not get previously for future runs and new relics for future runs. And there's actually certain spots where you can leave a card like in a wall. And then if you run through with a character of another class, you can pick up the card that you left. And so you can get like warrior cards in your mage deck or rogue cards in your monk deck. If you played through with the monk oh. and left a card, then you can play through with the rogue later and collect those cards. Um, and it's really, really fun. I That's guess there's like cool. ascension levels and everything. But I mean, the, the game is is pretty much self-explanatory if you've played Saltwater Scourge. Um, I, I ended up really playing hard. Like So like the end goal is like, uh, like there's probably like unlocking everything and all that stuff. But really what you want to do is is beat all three bosses with all four classes. And it took me a couple tries with Warrior, but then I really sort of got a feel for it and got it. I think it took me like two tries with Rogue. Um, and then the Mage, I just couldn't do. Uh, it was like so hard. I did it on the first try with Monk. I just sort of like stumbled upon like a really, really good strategy. And the Monk was really interesting because each class plays very different because they have a completely unique deck of cards, completely unique abilities. Like each each class plays very, very different. Like the monk has a defensive stance that like increases your defensive abilities. But then when you go aggressive stance, it doubles your damage, but also doubles the damage that you take. So you have to like choose when to go aggressive at the right time. The rogue is really squishy, but has like a bunch of abilities to put like really high damage cards in your hand that automatically get pulled to your starting hand. So you're just kind of like trying to race people. And the warrior has the ability to like stack a ton of armor and then deal damage equal to its armor to, like, your enemies, so you can, like, basically build a tank and kind of, like, survive. Um, the mage was really hard, and I just ended up ignoring all of the synergies and just taking the best cards that I could, and somehow I won by sheer luck. But it was really, really fun. Uh, I have to say, Slay the Spire, if you're looking for, like, a really good game just to sit on your phone or sit on your PC and play something, like, relatively casual, um, it is so much fun 
And it's pretty inexpensive, too. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much it costs to find a, a cartridge of Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, I have no idea. But uh, and uh, Dragon Age Inquisition can't be expensive. Um, no, not yeah. right now. Not at no, this point. No, but it... Yeah, uh, but this game is like on your phone or on your PCs, ten bucks. It's like pretty, it's pretty cheap, and I would say that I got well it, at least ten dollars of value out of it when I was sitting in the hotel room or or on the plane. It was it was really cool. Have either of you guys played Slay the Spire? I don't know if you guys like that that style. I mean, you like card games. I don't know if you like this roguelike games or not. Um, I haven't tried it. I would totally do it, and I probably will be very easily convinced to, based on what you've told me. Because you know what it reminds me of a lot, like like style. Not maybe not style wise, but like the the deck customization piece and the fact that you're building a deck to do certain things. You know what it reminds me of, and correct me if I'm if you if you disagree or agree, Ian. But um, it reminds me a lot of Gloomhaven. Like Gloomhaven's yeah. got a lot of different kind of classes with your, but it's deck based. Well, Mark's and played Gloomhaven as well. So, oh, have you? Yeah, I've actually played through the the like thirty or forty adventures of the main storyline in Gloomhaven with wow. a buddy. We we played through about sixty five of the adventures in the box. That's awesome. It's it's similar in the fact that each class feels very different. It is different in the fact that the card play is very different. It's a deck mm-hmm. builder. Like, you're going to play all five cards in your hand every round, and then you're going to draw five new ones, and when you run out of cards, it's going to shuffle your deck, and you're going to draw again. So yeah, it plays like, like a um, deck builder. Yeah. Like, is Dominion a deck Dominion. builder? Is that Yeah, Dominion's the yeah. quintessential, like, popularized the, um, the style. Um, so it's going to play a lot like Dominion, but the classes yeah. don't feel unlike Gloomhaven, where they're all four very unique. Yeah, visually, I, I looked it up a little bit here. Um, it it kind of reminds me, not not like art art style wise, but like um, like the dynamic um, of uh, kind of like Darkest Dungeon, where you've got like your guy on the left side, and then yep. the yeah. you know different enemies, and you're taking your. I love Darkest Dungeon. And I, I like roguelikes, um, so I I, th- I actually am quite interested in, in checking this out. It definitely seems though like it has a little bit of more like fun cartoony. Um, sort of vibe with it um so i'll actually definitely check that out that sounds like something great to put on my phone on it honestly it is it was way more fun i expected it to be i've heard good things i expect it to be enjoyable game lots of people have recommended it Mm -hmm. um but i was really impressed with how fun the game really was it was just uh i couldn't get enough of it like i'm on vacation i'm like yeah, man, this is a great opportunity. I don't have kids around and get lots of sleep and stuff. Yeah. Like, up to like 1.30 in the morning without noticing it, like playing Slay the Spire. My wife's like wakes up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And like, and just so you know, like once you are married for a while, having two separate beds in a hotel room is the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> and so like she wakes up in her bed and she's like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, we have a meeting tomorrow morning. And I'm like, I have to clear level Can three you with the rock. Like, yeah, like, this is like, and like, I don't, I don't really lose track of time with games. It, like, very yeah. rarely does that happen anymore. But totally happened with this one. Uh, really enjoyable. That's, totally recommend it. That's such a fun but like guilty experience. Is when you do lose track of time and you realize, oh my gosh, it's two a.m. Like that. That actually yeah. happened to me. Um, 
uh, the other day with Dragon Age where I was just like really hooked on this one like storyline piece and I was like, okay, I'm just going to finish out this quest. I'm just going to finish out this, you know, this part of the storyline. I was like, oh, but I, I can go and fight this thing though and then that'll probably be done, right? And then, oh, there's another right. piece. Oh man, better do that. And I'm like, oh no, it's 2 a.m. and I have work in the morning. Shoot. Yep. No regrets. But it's also like, I'm going like, to go turn in these quests first and then go to bed. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's, it's, it's like if they were cliffhangers, like chapter cliffhangers of a book, but like at a game, you're like, well, I can't, like, I can't stop now. Like, nope. I have to keep going. I have to stop at a point that makes me, you know, like makes sense. Because you know what? If you stopped early and you didn't turn in those rewards or do right. that extra quest, you're gonna lay in your bed. You're not gonna fall asleep anyway. You're gonna be thinking about the game or the thing that you didn't do. And, and, and you know. The thing is, the thing is, is like as a kid, as a as a youth, I did this all the time. As a chidgen. Right. And it was just like normal that like, oh, like I get hooked in a video game. I stay up as late as I possibly can and probably later as long as my parents don't catch me. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, that was and normal. I function tomorrow. Right. It I doesn't really matter. Any I'm, real responsibilities. I exactly. I'm 14. But as an adult. Like, you just don't do that unless it really catches you. And then it feels both so guilty and so satisfying. So good. Well, I I just feel like as an adult, too, like, it's like a double-edged sword. You're like, not only did I ruin my next day, um, and now I'm not going to be able to play the next day because I'm going to be too exhausted, but I've also sped through a game that I... Like, as you get older, the goal is not, like, get through the game as fast as you can to compete with your friends. Like, you really learn to, like, mm-hmm. I actually want to enjoy the experience of playing this. And sometimes it's like I went through. I did that with the last game that I got really wrapped up in and just, uh, it was, like, 4 o'clock in the morning when I got off was uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Um, because the mm. nosta- when I turned the game on, the nostalgia hit. I set up a separate TV in my living room. And the nostalgia of the sounds hit so hard. It was like, I, I, I could have been 14 years old again. Yeah. Like, I could have been 14, except I was playing it on a big screen, which like was- Sweet Symphony. The dream, right? And and I, I didn't unglue from that TV until literally like four o'clock in the morning. And it was like, <laughs> oh no. Oh no, what have I done? I've wow. done something too, terrible. You might as well ride that wave. You're too deep in now. Like <laughs> at some point you either go to bed at eleven a eleven PM or ten PM, like at a responsible time, or you go to bed at four or four AM. You ride that wave. Like, <laughs> at, there's at a four, you just wait point. for the sun to get up and you just take a shower. Just, you just keep start going. Yeah. Start a, and you get tell some coffee, take a no shower. One. You tell no one until you get on a podcast with your best friends, and then that's, right. and that's when you you confess your yeah. sins. Uh, yeah. honey, I was totally <laughs> as, I was totally asleep last night, honey. Yeah, I, I slept on the couch next to the TV all night. I just didn't come up to bed. Uh. You go, you go, and you go and press your elbow really hard against your pillow so it looks like a head mark. Where yeah. You actually lay down. yeah. So you think that you grow up. Uh, and you get out of your parents' house, and then you can play video games all you want. But what really happens is you eventually get married, and then you still have to tell somebody that you were wildly irresponsible with your time. Uh, that's just uh, at know, least for the not... moment. I'm in the sweet spot, baby. <laughs> you're you're in the perfect place. Inquisition, it is tonight. Play it right. you want. Well, you can do it for Mark and me. 
Uh, Guess well, what guys, I'm going to do after this? Uh, <laughs> Play more well, Inquisition. I'm going to be playing TFT for a little while. Um, so, guys, th- we're going to wrap up this episode, but we do want to thank you for listening. Uh, would you please just stop by the Discord afterwards? Even if you have not been super active in the community um, recently for you know whatever reason, would you stop by and just let us know what you thought? Um, stop by in podcast discussion or in general chat. Um, let us know what you thought about this episode. We know it wasn't LOR coverage, um, but we really believe that we've built a community around the podcast that does just enjoy gaming um, and enjoy video games and geek stuff and nerd stuff in general. And we love that stuff and love talking about that sort of stuff with the community and would love to talk about that stuff with you. So if you've played these games or you got other games that you've just been playing and you want to talk about and it's not LOR related, We want to engage in that conversation with you and hang out with you. So please swing over to Discord. Let us know and give us some feedback about this episode because we might be doing some more stuff like this in the near future where we're just hanging out and probably a little bit more structure. Um, But we're hanging out and talking about things that we love, uh, hobbies that we love, nerd stuff that we love as well. So uh, thank you for listening. DBN and Gibbles, thanks for being on the episode. As always, you guys are the best. And uh, you guys can't see it, but they just gave me a bunch of gang signs with their hands. That's right. All the gangs. Every gang. How how white. At the same time. Three of us are. Three of us. Super white, y'all. Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Be sure to come back uh, next week and listen to the next episode of of our Terra stuff. Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was brought to you by listeners like you. Don't forget to join our Discord community and support us by leaving us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. A special thanks goes out to all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash legendscast.